How we doing, everyone? Foul territory, Todd's father takeover begins on Frazier Friday. Brock Holt in the house, and Brock's the star today. You know why? Why's that? Because he, he hooked us up with his boy coming up later Ooh, on. Thank you. Good job. Mookie Betts yep. later in the show. Yep. Brock star, your boy from Boston. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> got, the, got, the, got the MVP, 2018 MVP. He's got no chance to win it this year, but. And or or years coming coming up because Shohei's going to the National League. We've we've decided oh. via oh. trade or in the off season. So um, if he wants to win a if he wants to win one in the National League, he better better pick it up. Oh, well, you got to be careful too with him, right? Because when they asked him about Otani at the All Star Game, did you see? He was like, "Hey, him and Freddie Freeman were like." We're not trying to do any tampering here. They <laughs> basically were like, any... we don't need to say anything else. No. We, we know we've got the edge right now in the offseason. Yeah, season, yeah. So I mean, I think, any trouble. I think that's that's what that was. Like, hey, we know he's going to be a Dodger. So <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to say anything. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, we also have Tyler Glass now, who's going to join us about a half hour after Mookie joins us. And Tim Dillard, who used to play – Funny dude, great follow on social, and also covers the Brewers. So we'll get into first place, Milwaukee. Uh, Kratz will join us next week. His book tour continues right now. So check it out on Amazon, Tau of the Backup Catcher. It's great. Charge the mound, shall we? Let's start with the game of the night, Baltimore and Tampa Bay. And the Orioles are taking control of the American League East and the American League right now. They just played better baseball overall. Tampa Bay was a little sloppy in the game yesterday. Orioles' defense was real tight. This was kind of what I would say the front office would dream about heading into the season and use your big boys in the back end, especially Bautista who looked untouchable. Baltimore's legit, man. Yeah, I think I think it's not fair because if they do go in extra innings, which they did, if they get that one run, I, I'd want to be the visiting team knowing I got the big guy coming in. So you get that one run, even if you have a guy in second and third, you're going to get a lot of strikeouts. Uh, Bautista's doing a heck of a job. I got to be honest, I didn't see this coming. I, I didn't see it coming at all. I knew they were a good team. I didn't know this is what they were going to do this year. We got a lot of a lot of underlying Orioles fans that live in Jersey that all of a sudden they're coming out of the woodworks. Like, oh, <laughs> Fraser, remember I told you about this team? Oh, yeah, well, it's been five, ten years. Relax here. But I'm, I'm happy for this squad. They're doing great things over there and um, well-deserved, man. It, they're, they're fun to watch. Yeah, they really are. They Yeah, they really are. I mean, it's – Right now, you see the Rays and, and, and Orioles, and they're kind of going two, you know, two separate, two separate directions. But it's fun to root for for, for teams like the Orioles. You know, they've they've kind of rebuilt and, and retooled, and they've got a bunch of young players. They've added a few veterans here and there, and um, you know, I think right now they just have the confidence. Right, they're they're winning games and they're they're winning them in different ways and playing good baseball, and and that builds um, that builds over time and, and and over a long season. And and right now they're playing playing really well and. Um, it looks like they might might be the team to beat there in the in the ALE. Yeah, and give credit to Hyde, man, the manager. I remember facing him in Double A. He's just a, he was a spark plug, getting thrown out every other game, and he's kind of calmed down and he's he's rearing this team back and saying, "Here, this is what we got. Go out there and freaking play, man." And that's that's what they're doing. They're playing the game, and it's you know it might not be the most exciting, it might not be the most flashy, but they're getting it done, taking the extra base doing the little things right, making the plays. And that's, that's fun baseball to me, making sure everything is done right. It's crossing your T's, dotting your I's. And the boys are coming to play, man. And it, I, I never thought Tampa would get taken over, especially after their hot start. But 
That's why you play baseball 24-7, baby. Let's go. I can't wait to see the final here. Here's my thing. Baltimore has a chance to win a World Series this year, which is wild. If they acquire a lot more pitching, Mm -hmm. in my mind. Sure. I'll tell you why. And they got Fuji the other day. That should help in the bullpen. But Cano, it's been the back end, him and Bautista. Cano has something going on right now. The arm slot keeps going down. They were pointing it out on the Orioles broadcast, and then it was shown – um, by some dudes on social afterwards. There's less life on the fastball. He's giving up more hard contact. Mm-hmm. Some of these dudes haven't pitched like this in big spots deep into a season, and you don't want to over-rely on your back end, those two guys. So in my mind, if I'm Baltimore, yes, I'm looking for at least one top-end starter, then yep. another starter to fill into the rotation for depth, and then I'm looking at still at least one more high-leverage bullpen arm, if not two. Easier said than done. Yeah, easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. But you know what makes it yeah. easier? Yeah. When we talked to Ken Rosenthal yesterday and yeah. he goes, the Orioles have like too many prospects. They can't even play all their position players everywhere. So I'm like, sounds like a great problem for a trade. So we're going to push it every day until sure. they keep making moves. And, and I would love to see that. But at the same time, the prospects they've been bringing up have been doing their job too as well. So they're doing something right in the minor league system. They're getting after it. And when these guys are coming up, they're hitting on all cylinders. So – do you want to get rid of those prospects? Do you want to take your chance on bringing up one or two of those guys to fill in a void? Or do you want to take your chance? They picked up Aaron Hicks, which I thought, you know, was a good pickup. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was. Kind of fed it off a little bit. But still, they're picking up guys that are just jumping on the train and saying, you know what? Come on in. Let's go. We're doing the same thing. I'm going to follow you guys. And um, I can't say it enough. It's, it's just the fun times in Baltimore. And they're going to be they're going to be a fun team to watch here late. Rays have lost five in a row. Brock, who do you like better, the Rays or the Blue Jays? Oh, oh man, that's that's tough. Uh, the Rays just for me, the Rays always just find a way, right? Like they're probably going through this tough stretch right now, but but they, I mean, we've seen it. You know, they can go on a run and win X amount of games in a row. Um, Blue Jays have so much talent though on that roster. Um, I think with a few additions, they have a chance to make a run as well. I mean, that's that's what the, the AL East is. I mean, you look at it, the Yankees are in last place, right? But, I mean, they're still, you know, over 500, and, and they are capable of making a run as well. So the AL East is tough. Every team is good. Um, but I guess to answer your question, I, I, I'd have to stay – I'd have to stay with the Rays um, just because they're always finding a way to – to get it done somehow, some, somehow, some way. So, um, you know, I'm anxious to see what they do, you know, trade deadline, what additions they make, um, to, to help them, them going down, down the stretch. I I think I might like the blue Jays better than the Rays in a playoff series. The thing is it's close, correct? No, I don't think you don't think it's close. You think the Rays are much better because of what the Rays have been through the last couple of years, they've been there and done it. Um, if you're talking about pieces, okay, we could talk about pieces, but, the overall statue in, in a five-game, seven-game series, I'm taking the Rays over. Okay. That's, um, all, that's it. Yeah, no, all good. Uh, let's get to some trade rumors. We're spreading rumors every day here for the next <laughs> couple of weeks on FT Live. So I'll throw two things at you. One, just props to Michael Lorenzen. He's pitching like an, a stud right now. And dude can hit, too, in case anyone wants him in a pinch. Uh, 18 and two-thirds scoreless in his last three starts for the Tigers. And... There's J.P. Morosi saying the Astros and the Rays are among the teams considering him at the deadline. I would think just about any team interested in a starter. Now, he's not a one, but this is a guy who's, what, middle of the rotation? 
the way he's pitching right now? Yeah, I mean, he started off slow. I played with him with the Reds coming up a little bit. He just came up. Mm-hmm. And you saw the potential. You did. He's a strong we, – we had him on before. He's a strong human being. He works out. You know, I, I didn't – see this coming either it's just one of those things where i thought he was just gonna be middle road average coming out hot right now at the right time he's a guy that's gonna get in there and give it his best shot and any team right now would would use a guy like this he was an all-star too all-star i mean we talked about the orioles i mean this is a good spot for him too as well like any team that's trying to get in the playoffs would would just bode well with this kind of pitching i mean like you said it's not a number one he's not a number two but he's gonna be there and he's gonna battle his butt off and the way he's going right now, he's comfortable, and I love it. I'll go Lorenzen as my three in a playoff series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got a guy. I mean, give me a guy with those biceps and those arms, <laughs> and also with a pair of vans on the mound. Like the dude pitches in vans, you know. He he, he goes and skates skateboards after he's done 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 shutting shutting out a lineup. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's been he's been great. Um, and like you said, I mean, he's not going to be a one. He's not going to be a two. But to add him into a ro- rotation, that's that's already got those guys. Um, he, he'll he'll give you a chance to win every, every every time, and that's what you're looking for down the stretch. And and he'll add he'll add to a starting uh, starting rotation and, and give you a chance to win. Okay, and lastly, Otani's on the mound tonight. Want to make sure he's all good. Yep. He had the blister bothering him towards the end of the first half of the season, and technically, before the trade deadline, not saying he's getting traded, but before the trade deadline, he would have two more starts. This one and mm-hmm. and one more coming up, I believe. So there was an article put out by. Sam Blum in The Athletic kind of throwing Trout and Rendon's names into the mix to say, hey, what if what if they tried to clear some payroll there with players like that? And you're like, wait, clear payroll with Trout? Well, just this is a team that probably is going to be rebuilding, you would think, once Otani leaves in the offseason. So it's not crazy to think. I think the, the Rendon side of things is probably um, where the Angels want to go. But my – my thing when I'm reading this, because I know he's, you know, he spoke to some people in the industry to consider it. Brock, I'm like, I-, I think owners are way too cheap and have like way too much of this money pride that they would rather not take Rendon's contract than take on Otani as a rental. If it's Otani for multiple years, it's a different conversation, but I don't see it at all. I would put the percentage chance of Rendon being attached to an Otani deal, honestly, at zero. I could, I could not see any owner being like, yeah, I'm going to take a real, you know, tough contract right now on um, just to take on Otani. I think these dudes are too cheap. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I, I'm biased when it comes to Anthony Rendon, right? I played with him in college. One of my, one of my really good friends. Um, when he's healthy, I mean, he's had, he's had some bad luck recently, you know, with injuries and 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 you know, scuffles with fans and here, you know, this and that. But the, he's a great dude, man. Great dude who I would love to have on my team. Um, obviously, we saw what he was able to do with the Nationals. And, you know, I mean, he played, you know, almost every game for him and was, you know, top five in MVP. Um, so if I could get a guy like Anthony, knowing that that I'm going to get Anthony Rendon and, and you know, have a healthy third baseman who who can play and hit in the middle of my, my lineup, like, you know, I want guys like that. You know, I want good major league players. And, and he's one of them. But... Um, right now, that contract doesn't look great, and like you said, it, it, it would be hard, I think, for, for most owners, even though most everyone can't afford it, to, to take it on. Yeah, and he's, a, he's, a, he's always been a solid player. It's funny, because I think about my career, too, at the end, I got injuries. It's weird. Like, as you get older, I guess your body doesn't work, and I never thought it wouldn't be like that, and 
you know, things happen. It's been unfortunate. I'm not saying his body's bad, but it's just one of those things where you get older, you got to keep pushing, you got to keep getting bigger and stronger and do the little things. And um, just been unfortunate. I, I would agree with you. I think it would be a hard sell with him for sure. Yeah. I mean, even if you're saying, hey, we, you know what? Instead of prospects, we'll take on money kind of thing, right? Or we'll dump money. We don't want the prospects if you're the Angels. Yeah. I don't think an owner would do that. And also, if you're if you're Angels fans, you're like, that's it? We're going to give up the most prized possession at the trade deadline maybe ever yeah. for clearing money? Like, that's not a good sell. You got you to gotta sell me the future if I'm trading away a superstar. And like you said, if Otani goes, rebuild. That, that's, yes. That's, that's the word. Cause but that sucks for your boy Trout. You're, you're not going to get – yeah, it's – Get rid of him. To, I, I, we'll get into that, but I, I, <laughs> we will talk about that a little later. Hey, look who it is. I haven't seen him in a minute. Tim hey. Dillard, what's going on, dude? How you been? What's going on, guys? Good to see you there, big dog. What's up, Todd Father? How you been? <laughs> it, good, man. Good. Just hanging out in a hotel here in Milwaukee watching some exciting baseball. Can't really complain about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll eat up some time for you. I, I thought you'd be at like a, a neighbor's house or just a random house sleeping there. You're at a hotel now? <laughs> well, I did that. So I retired and I didn't know what to do and uh, started broadcasting for the Brewers. And then all of a sudden I realized I don't live in Milwaukee. I live in Nashville. So I needed a place to crash. So I reached out to social media. And so, yeah, I started sleeping on people's couches across Milwaukee area. So <laughs> if you hey, need some places me... to eat, I know where to go. <laughs> let me ask you this. <laughs> So when that's why I want to get into it real quick. When you did that, like, were they making breakfast for you? Was there like meals prepared or you had to like help out a little bit, you know, talk to us about that whole scenario. That's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I pulled my weight. I wouldn't suggest anyone doing it though. It, uh, <laughs> my wife was like, I feel like you're going to be murdered. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like I'm showing up people's houses. I get done broadcasting at like 11 o'clock at night and I've show up at these people's houses like midnight uh, but it was great. Slept on about 15 or 16 couches. Uh, a few times I did get breakfast. Most of the time I was just kind of on my own. Uh, but it was it was amazing. It was a cool experience. My back told me that I need to stop doing that. Uh, my wife as well. So yeah, now I'm just kicking it around different hotels and uh, and living the life. So what was so what, what was it like here? Did we did we DM on on Twitter or what? Or say hey, I'll be I'll be late. I'll be late home late tonight. Um, can you leave the key under the can you leave the key under the mat? Can you leave the key under the rocks? Oh, this random guy with a, with a beard is going to come sleep on your couch. How, yeah. how, how did that, how did that how did that come about? That's exactly what happened. It was uh, Facebook, mainly Twitter and Instagram because I don't really I'm not great at Facebook, which is probably for the best. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what I did. I just I didn't know how long I'd get this gig. I didn't know if I'd be good at it. Didn't want to commit to an apartment if I was going to get fired real quick. So <laughs> I figured I'll just stay on the fly. I was a minor leaguer for, you know, almost two decades. So for me, the travel life in this way, I was kind of used to it. Uh, but people were really cool. They couldn't believe that I showed up on their doorstep, <laughs> you know, with a, with a <laughs> duffel bag. <laughs> well, Tim, I would certainly welcome you and your keeper for the brew crew and their broadcast. But I would have a stipulation. Like if I was a hardcore Milwaukee Brewers fan and you show up, I'd be like, yo, you got to give me a little bit of like free analysis on the brewers. I want to do a little Q and a, right. Did you get any of that where they're like, tell me about the brew crew, but like yeah. real talk, like we're doing on this show, like mixing some curse words, like tell me the real good, the real bad. So, I mean, there was a lot of, you know, I couldn't offer too much analysts. I'm not that great at 
uh, analysis, but uh, I did give like all the giveaways away. So if they have a giveaway at the ballpark, I would just take that. That was almost like what I, I paid people in to sleep on their couch was like bobbleheads, right? You know, I got, I got a low cane bobblehead. If you let me crash here for the night, um, became currency, uh, just like in baseball, like a baseball, if you're in the bullpen could get you a jumbo pretzel, uh, a licorice rope, you know, the, the works. <laughs> All right. So then tell me what you would tell Brewers fans right now about where this team is at. And now with trade deadline season coming up, what would you like to see them do? Remember you do not run the front office so you can do the broadcast thing and dare to dream. Yeah. Nobody wants me running anything important. Um, <laughs> what I would say to the fans is, is be excited. I mean, this is a great team. It really is. And they have overcome a lot of injuries and they still have some more out there and they don't really, they don't really need to do a whole lot. They're winning ball games or winning close games. The bullpen, the back end of the bull, actually the entire bullpen, let's just say the entire bullpen uh, has been lights out the starting rotation. Corbin Burns went eight scoreless yesterday. That was fantastic to watch. Uh, you got uh, Brandon Woodruff coming back. And then you talk about the defense, one of the top three defenses in all of baseball. It's just an exciting team. They're keeping runs off the board, and they are scoring some runs. If they could add one thing, I would say go find a guy that bats 280 uh, and bat him in the four, five, or six hole. Doesn't have to hit a bunch of home runs. Just just a couple extra, you know, one or two base hits a game is really all they really need because at every position, they're they're pretty good. Okay, so how do they win a World Series then? I mean – I think, and, and let's. I'm trying to look it up on the fly here. Offensive perspective, where are we at this year in terms of runs scored right now? We are 20. Are we tw oh, well, that's an OPS, 26. Let's see, runs scored. And you know this stuff better than I do, but Milwaukee is 24th in runs nope. scored now. Tim, Tim, that's yeah, all news nope. to me. I, it's not I good do not know that. Tim, all news to me, Ronnie. World Series well, it, well, it is whenever Corbin Burns on the mound, right? No, right. Yeah. yeah, but Corbin doesn't well, pitch game, every yeah, day. But, no, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and and you got Woodruff coming back, like you said, that's that's a huge thing. But but yeah, I'd, I'd say add add something offensive that you can plug into the middle of the lineup, like you said, and and let let them carry you. You know, I mean, Brewers has always been pitching, right? Mm -hmm. Pitching is pitching is what they've been known for. So um, but I, I think they need a little bit of offensive help. Yeah. I mean, everybody could use offensive help. Right. I mean, that's pretty standard. Here's what you don't want. You don't want, you guys know you're in a clubhouse. You don't want a huge turnover. Don't make five moves. And then all of a sudden your buddy that's in a locker next to you is gone. Uh, and here's another guy. And then you have two new pieces in the bullpen. You got a new starter. You don't want a whole bunch of change at the deadline. Make one good move. Make one move. A guy that could possibly DH uh, until Jesse Winker gets hot. Because you know he is. Uh, or something like that, but just don't add a lot of pieces. Cause I really don't think they need a lot of pieces. And plus you got Rowdy Telez hopefully coming back strong, uh, in the next month or six weeks. And so everyone getting healthy and lining up, it's going to look good. And there's, there's not just one or two guys hot right now. There's a lot of guys that are contributing and swinging the bat, but, uh, we can't say enough about Christian Yelich and William Contreras. Those guys are, are just every single at bat is, is a must watch. That's very true. So for me, you knew you understand and Brock as well that, you know, hitters go through lulls, they get hot, they get cold. So knowing the hitters they have right now, do you think what they're doing right now, they're going to ride this whole wave going through or hear me out all of a sudden a couple struggles go here and there. That's how baseball is. My question on that would be, do they have the prospects enough to get that one batter, that one arm? 
if they see themselves going a little late, uh, you know, downward slide here in the next two, three weeks. I mean, if they need, if they figure out what piece they want, they could get it. They have a lot of prospects. I don't know which ones they'd want to give up because they have so many good ones on the way up. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know who it would be, uh, but they can definitely deal for somebody big. And here's what you don't want as well. You don't want to get through the trade deadline and realize we should have made a move, right? Like if, what if the, what if the offense goes cold again? And you're like, well, why didn't we get anybody? We had an opportunity to do that. Um, so I feel like that's what they'll do. I don't know why they would go get a starting pitcher. I don't know why they would go get somebody in the bullpen. The only person I would bring back uh, in the bullpen would probably be Brent Suter. Uh, if he's healthy right now out in Colorado, he's putting up a stellar year in Colorado, which we all know is ridiculous to pitch in. Uh, so bring him back because it wouldn't cause a big stir because he was a brewer for so long and everybody knows him and loves him. So I, I think it's all about keeping that clubhouse as tight as possible more so than, hey, let's go get the best player at every position that can hit a ton, and, and we'll just plug those guys in. I don't think you want that. I, I go back to the Brewers in 2011. I think one of the biggest pickups that they got uh, down the stretch was just getting Jerry Hairston Jr. Didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but he filled in at third base and did a fantastic job, and boom, Brewers go to the playoffs. Okay, so clearly I want to see a batter too, but sure. playing off what you just said, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Because we, we all remember in Milwaukee how CC Sabathia took over for that time period, right? I think we could see a, a similar excitement level because it would be such a plot twist if, let's say, the Padres lose like seven of the next nine and they're like, you know what, screw it, we're out of it. They trade Hater back to the Brewers <laughs> for the stretch run. How sick would that be? Come on. That would be cool. I would love that. I love Hater. We were teammates. Uh, we, he's just a, an amazing presence in the clubhouse. You saw what it did when they traded him. Everybody was like, what is going on? They've even admitted that that probably wasn't the best way to go. Uh, but if you get him back, then what do you do? Devin Williams has been just as good or better. So what do you do? Who, who pitches in the eighth inning? Who pitches in the ninth inning? And you got to flip that coin. But right now they have some really good guys. Elvis Pagaro, Yoel Piomps, uh, Devin Williams. Hobie Milner was on Intentional Talk yesterday. That's how good he is. How many how many times you get like a bridge man in the bullpen that's on intentional talk, right? Like, let's pull the camera out of the dugout, slap the headphones on. He's been that good. Uh, Bryce Wilson as well. So you can go up and down the bullpen. Abner Uribe, who they just called up, just had his third appearance yesterday, throwing 102 miles an hour with movement. Uh, good luck hitting that. Right now, Craig Council is is probably feeling really good about his bullpen. But if you could add Josh Hader and do it easily – I mean, why not, right? <laughs> no, why not? It's true. Hey, I want to talk about that, the division real quick, because I did a couple games for the Reds. They were exciting to watch. Ellie De La Cruz is an absolute monster. I know you guys just came off huge series against them. That was a phenomenal coming off the break there. Do you see those red legs coming right behind you, or do you see them even making the playoffs? What are your thoughts on that team? You've probably seen them a little more than I did. I've seen them a ton, actually. Yeah. Uh, the you know six, three before the All Star break, and then three after. Uh, they're an exciting club. If you'd have told me that the Brewers were going to steal more bases than the Reds in the last series, I would have said you're crazy. Especially when Ellie De La Cruz stole second, third, and home in one game Ooh. at American Family Field. Uh, just electric. The whole the whole lineup's really good. They're young. Um, I would say if they could if they could add some starting pitching. Uh, that would help. They have some good ones, but you know they're missing Hunter Green right now. Uh, maybe an arm in the bullpen, uh, but for the most part, they're they're really good. Ellie De La Cruz is <laughs> he's special. 
Uh, if you watch that guy play, he is special. And I don't think they're going away anytime soon. I think the Reds are good. <clears throat> I'm kind of I'm kind of sad about the Pirates. They did really well. I think they're an exciting ball club, and then they've had some injuries. But um, I think at the end of the season, I think you have to look at it. It's going to be Brewers and Reds. Yeah, we're talking about all this uh, adding, adding players, adding players, adding players. Um, but we got Big Woo on the horizon starting his um, starting his rehab. Uh, I'm curious as to know how he's feeling. How's it going? How long do we take? Uh, how long do we think it's going to take for him to get back into the rotation? Sure. Um, yeah. I first off, I have a shirt of his that he gave me. It's got his face on it, screaming. It says Big Woo. Um, I told him I would wear it on air as soon as he gets. <laughs> gets that start back uh, from the injured list. I talked to him the other day a good bit, and, I mean, he feels really good. They didn't know exactly what the time frame would be because he did have – he threw a couple of bullpens, took about nine days off before he got back on the bump. And, I mean, he has turned it up to 11 right now is what it is. He uh, threw yesterday. He's going out to Dayton, Ohio to play the Dragons, right? And I told him, I was like, they sell out, like, every game for the last 20 years. So expect a good crowd. <laughs> Uh, and, and he just feels good. I think it, right now it's just about building up the innings, uh, the up downs, getting the pitch count ready. They've been extra careful with him. Uh, but we had a great conversation talking about as you get older, uh, the things that you add to your repertoire to, to not just arsenal, but, uh, with, with how you keep yourself healthy and how you keep yourself athletic. Um, and you do have to make adjustments going forward. So he talked about a little bit of his workout stuff and things that he's tweaked. Uh, in a good way, and I think he feels really good. Craig Council said probably not going to be five uh, rehab starts, hoping for three, but most likely will be four. But I promise you, talk to Brandon Woodruff, he probably is sitting on three. Hey, by the way, I forgot to say in the beginning, happy birthday. You just turned 40, man. Congratulations. Dude, scouts watch this, man. Oh, shoot. I know. I, I, <laughs> I, trying to make a comeback? I didn't know you were trying I'm 25, to make go man. Are you going to go to the DR crazy. and come back? Is that what you're going to do? Or Japan? Where you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll just drop Tim Dillard completely, come back as Dim Tilliard. No, I, I mean, that's a real thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, every once in a while, I feel like, man, I could make a comeback. And um, Brock, you live, you live in Nashville now, right? If you need some batting practice, let's go. Well, um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm all I don't in. I don't know if I'm making a comeback. So Yeah, right. So it may just be I'll, I'll just play catch with you to to strengthen up the shoulder and get you back get you back ready to go. 100%. Hey. I'm not going to lie. Every time I'm watching a game, I'm thinking I don't think I could play in the big leagues, but I think I could play in the minor leagues to an extent. And my wife is just there to sit there and say absolutely not. <laughs> no more of that. You did it too much. Uh, but I got kids now and I got to keep in shape. So if you need some batting practice, that's pretty much what my bullpens are right now. Anyways, is batting practice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you guys, have you, this for you, Brock, too. Have you guys got asked to play for the um, alumni association games? I got asked to play against the Savannah Bananas a couple of times and I, I, I denied them so far. I'm like, I'm, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> have you been asked yet? No, I'll, nobody, I'll put your nobody's called me yet. All right. All right. Yeah. That, I need to put that, my, I'll put my phone number out there. I kind of want to play. So okay, you got I'll a pen. Make, I'll make sure you get invited. <laughs> Do not put your phone number out there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I actually got asked twice uh, to manage the Savannah Bananas. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I did a Zoom call a and everything and, and talk through it. No, it's not really. I mean, I was, I was ready to do it, uh, but I was still kind of playing, uh, but it didn't work out. 
But I do want to say that, uh, Frage, thanks for throwing me a ball during batting practice. What was that, two years ago? <laughs> you talk about a flex. I'm in the uh, I'm in the restaurant in left field at American Family Field. I'm yelling at you, and you just turned and threw me a ball. Dude, that went a long way uh, with you. everyone sitting there eating their meals. So, well, appreciate it, man. What is it? Were that Fridays out there? What is it? Uh... Yeah, it was, and then it was the restaurant to be named later. Right now, it's the Linen Kugel uh barrel yard so got to check that out phrase i think i threw like four four or five balls at you (laughs) phrase you didn't know though that he used that ball as as a currency to stay the night at some random (laughs) (laughs) need you to authenticate that when it comes back around (laughs) hey tim i want to get your take on otani so from a trade perspective it's the hottest topic in the game if you are Artie Moreno and you own the Angels, but you're owning them for the long term, keep that in mind, okay? Like, let's say okay. you're keeping them for at least another five to ten years. What are you doing? I do whatever you can to keep them. Look at Aaron Judge. Was it last year? We're all wondering the same thing, and you almost have to create a team um, backed by the entire Western Hemisphere to put in funds to figure out how you keep some of these guys. Uh, but if you have Otani, I mean, think about it. Think about it, what you're going to get from him uh, for the foreseeable future on the mound, at the plate. Everyone's going to want to see him. Uh, his jersey sells through the roof. Do whatever you can to keep the guy because uh, he, he is a marvel. He is an absolute marvel in this game. Uh, so you're not just getting a player. He's actually you know really good with fans. And uh, just think about what it's going to be down the road. So I, I don't know. I think you go for it. Do whatever you can. And yeah, but Tim, there, there's a wrinkle to this, okay? So we had lunch okay. today, and you were like, dude, we're, we're going to give you the best offer we can. And I'm like, yeah, we already had this five-year relationship or whatever it was, and it's not working out. I'm definitely leaving. Now what? Who, who's going to take him? No, would you trade him right now? That's the would big I question. Trade him? I mean, it, they know more about the details going on. None of this sneaks around. I think there's a lot of conversations um, if you can deal him, you would get back the world. That's a, that's what you would get. You would get right. anything so you wanted. My point is, if you're the Angels, don't you want to have a contending team now for the next five years? That's true. I don't know. This is man. I'm barely an analyst. Y'all Come put on, <laughs> y'all put Tim MLB <laughs> Insider on the little Twitter thing. Well, and no, I was like, I'm not asking you to break news. Stretch. I'm just I'm doing a little. Uh, we're doing a little acting here because that's yeah, a big topic. I, I mean, get, you just ask for whatever you want. If it's starting pitching, if it's bullpen, just go go and get it all. Shop around. And, and whoever gets Otani that's on the bubble to make playoffs is going to make playoffs. Like, whoever gets Otani is going to go in the playoffs. Um, and if you're a team that's already really good and you get him, then you're probably going to the World Series. He, he's just – he's going to be that good. You uh, There's not a lot of guys in the game that you could just sit there and rely that they're going to produce. And he has proved it in his entire career. He's going to produce. And, hey, heaven forbid something happens uh, and there's an injury there, he could still pitch. Or if it's a different injury, he could still hit. So, I don't know. I think that it's a very little risk for a lot of reward. So, there's going to be a team out there. If if the Angels are going to deal, there's going to be some teams lined up. No doubt about it. Tim, thanks for coming on, bro. And just make sure, I want to make sure next time you're on, the AC's off because you look a little cold wherever you're at. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 just, uh, I'm trying to figure out why you got a pulley on and you're wearing long sleeves. I, hey, more respect. Yeah, you. but he's styling. He's got the orange sunglasses. Yeah. I'm trying to promote. I'm trying to selfish, 
you know, selflessly promote right here. No, we I do want to say though, deal coming up, but yeah. Uh, well, I did the windows to make sure y'all could see my beard. Otherwise, I look like I'm sleeping <laughs> in a cave, which isn't which isn't far off. But well, Tim, <laughs> the beard is immaculate, dude. So keep it going. I uh, love listening to you on the games and the pre and the post and the whole deal with the Brew Crew. Good to see you virtually. We'll see you in person hopefully soon. Playoff time for the Brew Crew, okay? Let's go. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. And, hey, I, whoever dropped out so that I could be a part of this, um, <laughs> whatever big name it was, I just want to say thanks. <laughs> his name was uh, Dim. means a lot. I, kind of, I want to send, a, I want to send him an edible arrangement maybe, saying thank yeah. you so I could be on here. So. <laughs> thank you. Hell, yeah. Dim Tillard said no. So we got number two. Good talking to you, Tim. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you. And definitely give Tim a follow, too. Um, he's awesome and hilarious at Dim Tillard uh, on Twitter. It is time to pop off. Presented by Cookie Pop. Let the emotions get the best of me there. And just feel terrible. Especially for the guys. I just I let the emotions get the best of me, and I just I let them down. So we just and take full responsibility for it. It's on me. It's just can't. Jared, how tough is it? I mean, you talked this spring about how much you worked on controlling your emotions and kind of letting stuff slide. But, you know, the frustration of the season does build. Like, how, how tough is that? Yeah, uh, you know, we uh, came up last night with the game on the line. Two guys on against arguably the best closer in baseball. Um, and I was just put together a good at bat. Uh, grinding, you know, and unfortunately, it couldn't come through. And like I said, I... all right. So I think this is really important for a show like this, Brock. Sorry to take me inside. What's going on with Jared Kelnick? Not just him. Clearly, we know how he feels. He feels like shit. I mean, he's yeah. he's crying during the interview. Okay, but now, like, take me inside a clubhouse. How a team's feeling. Because fans are pissed, right? If you're a Mariners fan, you're like, dude, you kicked a water cooler and broke your foot. Like, I get it. You get pissed off about stuff. But we got a season on the line here, and you're one of our better hitters. So tell me how the players react for the Mariners. Like, do they feel bad for him? But they're also like, dude, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I, this, is a, this is a hard one. Um, you know, I'm surprised I, ne I never broke anything um, when I was playing based off of, you know, we all, we all want to go out and succeed, right? Like, that's just part of, of, of who we are. We're not trying to go out and make outs. We're trying to, you know, we want to get a hit every time. But um, obviously in baseball, we're not going to do that. Um, I, I, I know for a fact, though, that Jared, Jared Kelnick is, he, he, he's learned from this situation based off of, you know, that interview and, and, and his emotions. But as a teammate, like you want guys to care. Um, you just have to be smart, man. Like you see stuff like this and, and it, it, it sucks. It sucks for a team. It sucks for, um, you know, for, for everyone. Um, it's not, not just for Jared, like, 
you know, you gotta, you gotta know that you are part of something bigger than, than, than just yourself. And, and, um, you know, they're, they're going to be without him in the lineup now for, you know, for however long. So it's just one of those things where you, you got to learn when to and how to, and, um, you know, I think his teammates, they're, they're going to support him obviously, but, um, you just gotta be smarter in that situation and, and, and know that, um, you know, there's there's bigger things out there than 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 me getting my frustration out, and there's different ways that you can do it. Yeah, I, I have a couple things to this. <clears throat> but for me, Scott Rowland, a Hall of Famer coming up, always said, "Hey, after you drop the first f bomb when you're pissed, everything else after that's fake." And if you think about it, <laughs> it it's really true. You're like, "Fuck, let's go, wake up," you know, figure it out. And then everything after that, you know, you let your frustrations out, you know. It's better to talk it out. I was always a yeller. I was a yeller. I would, I would scream going behind the dugout. I would yell as much as I can. And that was my frustration. I got out of it. But he was right. Anything after that is just kind of baloney because you already got it out. Uh, I remember in Milwaukee, they had a punching bag. I used to hit that thing all the time, man. <laughs> but it was just to say, hey, Frazier, open hand, open hand. It's, it's silly to even talk about this, but this is the stuff that baseball players go through. So you're hitting it without – you don't want to hit it with your front fist because I've seen guys break their hands. Um, I slammed a bat one time, and I didn't know at the time it was a broken bat. Came up, sliced my hand. I'm like, oh, shoot. I just, I can't believe what I just did. I was in more shock. I was struggling. Wrapped it up. I was good. I played for about two weeks with a wrap on my hand. Everybody said, what happened? I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of strained my hand. I just needed it there. But pretty much a piece of skin was off my hand. And I'm like, and then you look yourself in the mirror. You're like, what the hell am I doing, dude? It's just one at bat. I don't care. It's not that serious, and it takes some time to figure out. And they said he's been working on it, but the frustration's got the best of him. But, yeah, there's just different scenarios where uh, you just, you just got to figure it out. If I'm a teammate, I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? Come on. You, gotta, you feel bad, but at the same time, you're like, man, if this is reoccurring, man, we got a big issue. If you're the senior member on that team, what, what do you say to Kalnick? Said, but you just got to make better decisions. You know, I, I don't. You go over to him though. Yeah, I, I would say, hey, listen, I know you're upset. You know, I wouldn't bash him. I wouldn't be like, yo, do what you because I've been there before. Brock's been there before. Yeah, everybody has. But you know, it's one at bat, man. Don't take one at bat. If you think about it in the long term, you're gonna fail more than you succeed. So you're gonna get that same scenario. You're gonna strike out again, or you're gonna pop up, or you're gonna fail. And you know what? How are you gonna How are you gonna act? React. Yeah. So that's about it. And the Mariners aren't hitting. And this is one of the few guys that was hitting more consistently yeah. for them. So it sucks. All right. Visit cookiepopcandypop.com and enter code FOULBALL for 20% off these bad boys. Cookiepopcandypop.com. Enter the code FOULBALL for 20% off. There it is. I want to start off with Reddit on Friday. We haven't gotten any Reddit topics in a bit. So it's a good one on the Reddit baseball page, which is massive. Someone threw out there, who is the Mr. Blank for your team? Example, Ernie Banks is Mr. Cub. And then one of the comments here was, discussing this with my dad. For example, Ernie Banks is Mr. Cub. The toughest ones we thought were Mr. Rockies, Mr. Seattle, and couldn't think of a good Mr. Phillies. I kind of lost my shit on Mr. Phillies. I'm like, that's one of the easiest ones. If For the youngsters, for the modern times, because right, it depends what time period you're paying attention. Right now, it's Bryce Harper. Sure. Easy, no? Yeah, yeah, well, you would I think agree. so. I'm like, dude, are you watching the game? And then back in the day, I mean, Mike Schmidt. True. Pretty big deal. Easy. Position player. Easily. Easily, Easily. right? Oh, without a doubt. 
Okay, good. So I, we I, helped solve the world's problems for this one guy Philly. on Reddit. You guys have any misters I, on teams that stand out to you, or do you want to help him with his other two? I got two that I just thought of. Okay. I'm going to go with – so the nickname for Mr. Red is Eric Davis. That's, that's a true fact. Mm-hmm. That's known all through Cincinnati. Now, Mr. Red right now is my man, Ellie David Cruz. So <laughs> I know he's only had 150 at-bats, but – that's Mr. Red right now. If we're going strong right now, could it could be Joey Votto since he's been there for so long, but I'm going with the guy that's taken off and going to lead this team for the next some odd years. And then we go Mr. Yankee. I was thinking back in the day, that's got to be a Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle or something like that. And right now that's definitely Miss Aaron Judge. So for me, those are two simple ones, but Mr. Red was Eric, is Eric Davis. That's his nickname like Mr. Cub is. Ernie Banks. So. Can I sell you on at least for a 20-year generation Derek Jeter being Mr. Yankee? You can. I, that's, that's who I would pick, probably. You can. Um, I would say. Yeah, I, 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 I could see it, but I, I'm more, I, I don't know. Ah, You're thinking it's a tough one. I'm going back in the day. Yeah, right? you want to go back yeah. to the classics? No, but I, I would say Jeter would be an easy pick, too, as well. Yeah, for that time period. Because that's the thing. I mean, some people that are on here, if you're going on the way back time machine, some people – I mean, everyone knows who Babe Ruth is, but I'm saying, like, maybe some younger Philly fans are like, who's Mike Schmidt? I don't know. No, yeah. And then if I'm trying to help for Seattle, I thought that was a real simple one, easy, too. Who you got? So it would be Mr. Seattle would be Ken Griffey. Yep. And then yeah. Julio Rodriguez is Mr. Mr. Mariner now. That would, that would be a simple one for me. I'm with yeah. you. I mean, and you could you could go Edgar Martinez. Alvin well, said the original go. Mr. Mariner was yeah. Edgar, but probably surpassed by being a Hall of Famer who only ever played for the M's. Yeah, I mean, see, I, that's uh, not in my rule book. Like, I don't think most people. Uh, you tell me. I mean, you're the Cincinnati guy. I think most people are like Griffey's a Mariner. I don't really think too much of the I, Reds I, days. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't punish him because he played for another team. No, I would say he's more of a Mariner than he is a Red. Way more. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. It's where he first came up. That's where he dominated. So who's Mr. Boston? Oh man. Mr. Boston, I would say you'd have to say big poppy. Right. Um, I think for me, it's, it's always going to be Dustin. I think it's always going to be Dustin Pedroia for me. He's my all time favorite teammate person, everything. Um, just the way he went about his business. But I think a lot of people would say, you know, you'd say you could put Pedro Martinez in there, David Ortiz, like you said, Ted Williams, um, Carl Yastrzemski. I mean, there's a lot. Um, and then right now, Devers, I guess, right? Yeah, I would. I would have to say, yeah. He's the only dude they want to keep, so yeah. it's got to be yeah. Devers. Yeah, by, by be. subtraction of everyone else. I mean, we'll have Mookie yeah. at some point, and um, they let Bogarts go. So the only dude they've kept out of the current crop of homegrown talent is Devers. Tough. What about let's help this guy with the Rockies? Rockies um, come. I, I think it's Todd Helton or Larry Walker. Those are the two yep, guys. That those come are to my mind. two. Yeah, those are the two guys I come to mind whenever I think of the Rockies. And those are really the only two players that I know that played for the Rockies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. You know. Hey, I think, hey. I think Andres Galarraga, man. Yeah, that too. Oh. Andres Galarraga. Yeah. Some of the balls he hit. What was his nickname? Big cat. Big cat. Yeah. Cactus. What was it? Big cat. Oh, big cat. Cat. I don't yeah. know why cat. But my cat. thing is, when I was trying to pick, so for Mr. Rocky, for example, you have Larry Walker, Hall of Famer. True. But he didn't spend all his time with the Rocks. To me, to me it's Todd Helton. Yeah. It's Even Todd. though he hasn't made it and he might not make it, 
I think it's Todd Helton's Mr. Rocky. He went through the good. Couldn't tell you. I mean, Mr. not that Rocky much good, right but a now, lot of though. bad. Right now? I mean, I, I don't know. Oof. The young man. It's that, not that Chris Bryant, even game. though he's he's the big the money man. The man that hit the home run in the All-Star game to win it. Diaz? Elias Diaz. Yep. That might yep. be Mr. Rocky right but, now. All-Star MVP. Sounds good. All right, I like it. Good All luck right. on that one. Good, good, good. Yeah, good luck. It's. I will say it's probably the team we talk about the least on this show right now is the Rockies. It's just if you're a rebuilder, I still think you can be relevant if you're selling me on a plan. I just don't really understand what's going on there right now. So just throwing that. I mean, that's a topic for another day. Throw it out there. Let, let's play a game here called uh, GM for a day. <laughs> you love this game. Yes. Well, it's trade deadline season. So, and, and one of the teams that's been a disappointment is just a fascinating ball club to watch in these next couple of weeks to see what's going on. So let's cue up the tweet from Dennis Lynn of The Athletic talking about Blake Snell. And he said one of the most obvious trade candidates, seven walks, but limited the damage to one run. And generally, Snell's been one of the best pitchers in the league this year. He was an all-star snub. He kind of picked it up, especially like in the second half of the first half, if that makes sense. But he said 46 and 51. Snell said after the game, I think we're buying. <laughs> The Padres, in my mind, are fascinating because, you know, we, we've talked so much about the Cardinals, Padres, and Mets as being disappointing ball clubs this year, mm-hmm. given the talent and what they've spent, especially the Mets and Pods. I don't, I don't know if the Padres are going to sell, though. I don't either. And I think Snell's just putting that out there. I don't think he has any, like, no, I cloud don't. or anything about what really is going on. <laughs> you mean he's not the GM? No, he's not. <laughs> but I'm laughing. Seven walks and he's only giving up one. He's done that. A, I'm not saying seven walks, but I've seen a couple of his starts where he's given up a lot of walks and, and still hasn't given up any no. runs. Yeah. So that's how filthy he is. Remember, I played against him. He had one of the nastiest curveballs, and his fastball was – just lights out, just kind of has a rise action to it. But, yeah, he's a, he, if, if they are selling, he's a dude that I'd be looking for 100%. He, he's still a filthy pitcher. He's still going to be good for a couple more years for sure. Hell, yeah. And he's free agent coming up this year. It's good free no agent doubt. season for him. Let's do a little slap hands extra as we're in extra innings. thing i want to say is besides that kratz will be back next week from his book tour todd father week next week are you All ready day, every day are you ready I'm to be ready. A, as kratz day. is gonna he's gonna say this week you're a grinder i'm gonna catch up on my sleep this weekend and um that's we, that. we got i'm i'm at todd father's <laughs> spot i think every day next week monday right. through friday right. let's bring it baby you got a couch behind you, if you need hell yeah there you, you go hell yeah nah jesse and the scene takes that up but <laughs> cc sabathia happy birthday big dog love you man there you go, go. we gotta get cc on well yeah we'll get him on yeah uh brock star you were great this week dude thank you yeah I, I, <laughs> he was like that's it he was like, oh, okay that's I it think, i think i made like two and a, i think i made like two appearances or so two or three that's, you did that's you made me. two you had clemens earlier this week well, well yeah. you can see more of that if you missed any of it best of foul territory Check it out this weekend. Otherwise, we'll see everyone on FT Live next week for the uh, Todd Father Takeover. Hey, FT Live fam. If you're new to the party on the BetMGM Sports app, enter the promo code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for up to $1,000 back if your first bet loses. It's simple. Ready? Download the BetMGM Sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit into your newly created account. 
Place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Gotta use the bonus code, Foul.